This is the Dobo Culture, a Filipino collective podcast, your newest favorite spot where we chat, laugh, and pour our hearts out about being Filipino millennials here in the U.S. Here are your homies, Reddy, John, and our new mainstay, Gwen. Hi guys, how are you? Doing well. We are chilling. It is a Friday night. We are hanging out. I just got the beer open. Hell yeah. It's wine night. (laughs) Oh yeah, Gwen, it's like finals week for you, huh? How is that? Um, Yeah, I got two more weeks technically. So what I have to present to next week would be the Mm -hmm. pre-final. And then the week after that is the main final. So I'm not necessarily writing any papers Right. So in graphic design, every week you have a list of itinerary you want to complete by the end of the semester, and that deadline is coming up. So mm-hmm. basically, for one of my product for my projects, I have to make a power or hardware, what is it, brand, and kind of like make a spin on that. And then do some other things. So it's it's a lot. That sounds fun. Are you having fun? It's a little stressful. <laughs> not gonna lie. It's like your voice went a little high. Like, <laughs> and like I have not touched motion graphics in such a long time, and so mm. I'm relearning it while pushing towards the final. So, so for our graphic list, graphic designer listeners out there, what? Let them know. Give a shout out to the software you're using. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah. So I mainly just use Adobe all around, hands down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Adobe Cloud, really, which is like all the applications like Photoshop. They, do you have to pay for that? Design. Luckily, I don't. It's covered through the school that I'm at. Oh, nice. nice so there's nice. that. But by the minute I am done with school, gotta pay for that with that subscription oh no oh yeah so scary i remember what if you get like if you land like a graphic design job i'm sure it'll pay for that too that's for sure yeah because everybody's gonna use adobe can use adobo culture follow this (laughs) adobo cloud adobo culture anyway so um that's that's good to hear how's your week john how's the wine going you know what? It's been a great week so far. Uh-huh. Kids are coming back to school, despite mm-hmm. us being purple tier and everything. But it is what it is, right? So I am just enjoying just... myself. I am enjoying uh, Prosecco. I don't know is that, is that how you pronounce it. I like sparkling stuff. So yeah, I'm already halfway through the bottle. So we'll see how this thing goes. Nice, nice. nice. All right. Um, so let me ask you a quick question. Um, how would you describe, like, you know, your sense of fashion? Like, what are your, like, um, inspirations? Do you follow a current, like, color scheme? Or, you know, dress however you feel like? Give us an insight on how you guys dress up every day. Well, usually black makes you look thinner. Mm-hmm. which I always go for, but like, I just realized now that other different colors, I usually like lighter colors and more earthy colors now. So, because mm-hmm. my favorite color is green, but like wearing green stuff, I have my favorite 
two green sweaters. It's perfect. Do you have sweater. like a theme going on? Like, uh, you know, like, are you going for like, you know, the business casual, extra, extra funny, casual? Funny thing, back in high school, I always used to look like a dad. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like with the tuck in, <laughs> with the tuck in polo and everything in the jeans. Hey, man, that's still in. <laughs> it, it's still in, but like I was a little bit chunky, so it's like big. It's big chungus wearing a wearing Lacoste or something, and I was just like, oh. damn. Okay. Hey, man, that fits is the fashion right now. I know that's true. That's true. <laughs> How about you, still. Gwen? You always look I- fly. Hey, so I mean, I try to be minimal. Um, I wear a lot of like grays and blacks and maybe earth tones, but maybe mm-hmm. I'll have like a pop of color, whether it would be like my Nikes or mm-hmm. any fun jackets, things like that. But yeah, a lot of my fashion ties into streetwear, um, Japanese streetwear, and a little mm. bit more trendy items. So tried a little, try a little bit of that. Um, nothing too revealing, just more so just cozy all together good thing you mentioned that because um as as you guys can see by the title of our pad- podcast we're gonna be talking about streetwear and everything streetwear, streetwear. so um to start off um what are your guys's like um thoughts on like history on like the streetwear culture like we're not we're not gonna be going like you know by the book but by your own like opinions, observations, thoughts, how do you think streetwear culture started? How it became to like being, and how it's like going now? Who wants to go first? You can go ahead, Gwen. Um, yeah. When I when I think about streetwear and where I learned the term or the whole thing about it. It would basically be what city you rep, in a sense. So in places like Detroit, they're more about like the workwear aesthetic, where they wear more Carhartt or Ben Davis, things like that. Damn. So like very American, um, or like American Americana work vibes, and mm-hmm. like here in the city here, or at least in the Bay, I felt like growing up here, it would just be. Like, whatever cozy fit you want to be in. And I think today it's so different because you're open and you see all these different aesthetics from different parts of, like, whether it be, like, from somewhere in Detroit or somewhere in New York or somewhere in Japan. Those um, aesthetics come together to kind of, like, create a new thing altogether. So, I mean, that's what I think of when I see streetwear or Mm -hmm. know about streetwear. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. true. Interesting. I never heard of that. Um, it's, how about you? It's how like about the, you for for me, what I understand from streetwear, it's like in terms of because you have the business casual and all that stuff. Right. I think coming from the Philippines, you're going to talk about the idea that they're it's more of like a class system, class right. right. So right. a lot a lot right. of pe- rich people, hundred and fifty percent, you'll see them wearing Americana. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they're coming from work in the office, but then for middle-class people, like maybe us, we're right. wearing something that we're very comfortable with. So sometimes maybe, but in the Philippines, it's hard to wear. 
it's hard to wear a jacket and I used to always wear a jacket <laughs> in the Philippines because it has so many pockets. The drip, though. <laughs> yeah, the drip, though, even though you're sweating your ass off. No, you're literally, literally dripping. The drip. <laughs> you're literally, literally dripping. He's like, <laughs> you look I, good. I know. <laughs> but oh, yeah, okay. so, so from there, it's just like, so it's the wear that you're comfortable with. It's very laxed. Um, slap mm-hmm. on a jacket, slap on sweats, slap on your favorite sneakers. Right, you're you're good to go. And the thing about streetwear, what I noticed is that it does have a lot of pockets, which is great for me, because I have this weird ritual where I like everything in one side of the pocket. So electronics uh-huh. on this side of the pocket, then other stuff on this side of the pocket. It's 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 all that stuff, and like the functionality of it is just ah, great. So it, it sounds a lot like workwear almost. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool! Nice. But you're looking good, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're looking good too. I mean, you can't, you can't not look good, especially. So that's that's really that's really interesting, though, because um, like um, for Gwen, here in the United States, apparently, it's like the state that you represent. But back home, I never thought of this actually, but like, yeah, John is is totally right, like. Streetwear before when we were still there is kind of like your social status. Um, I rarely like when you see someone wearing like business casual, automatically you're gonna think this guy's rich. This this is a rich kid. But then you see like someone yeah. like rocking like, you know, vans, like ripped jeans, you know, typical streetwear. You're gonna think, yeah, this is like my homie. Like we're on the same page yeah. in like society. We're on the same level. Which is really interesting. I never thought of that. But like, um, as everything else in the world, everything evolved. So now, streetwear is kind of like one of the biggest subculture in society. And it's not like a social status anymore. It's like everyone wears streetwear. And up, like right now too, streetwear actually is like a social, social status at, uh, at a certain extent, depending yeah. on like, what brand you are rocking. It's, it's brand-based now, actually. Exactly. It's brand yeah. drip, and it's as well as drip, as well as, like, how much money is your fit mm-hmm. all together. Yeah, you spent on Right, right, right. There's so, so many videos on the internet about, like, oh, this is my outfit, how much it costs, but yeah. shit. But what are your thoughts on that one? Like, on the current state of streetwear? Like, doesn't matter if it's positive. Just, like, your thoughts. Like, what do you think about it? I personally feel like like you can if you have the money to buy mm-hmm. all these big brands it doesn't necessarily mean that you are dressed to the nines to that extent like yeah. like I may have a lot of like I may have like a Gucci bag for something but I don't I wouldn't know how to dress or for someone wouldn't know how to dress it up mm-hmm. that would kind of be like a counter flex where you just look not the best, you know. Right, right, right. So that's how I feel about it. Um, another thing about the whole flex culture is that I know every morning I wake up on Saturday to try and cop a pair of Nikes from the sneakers <laughs> app, and uh-huh. it never works because everybody's using these like damn bots and shit, and like oh, so, yeah. it is so annoying. Like, come on. 
So there's that little bit too where reseller culture is a huge thing involved in streetwear culture. Mm-hmm. So sure. yeah, there's like this whole like scheme, this whole pyramid scheme in just mm-hmm. how you want to dress, which is so crazy to me. Right. Because, uh, I mean, people always want to look good anyway. So, oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the reason behind why there's so many bots, so many resellers is because that they're adhering to that market where right. a lot of people want to look good. Streetwear is such a big thing. The market for it is expansive, basically. So we're going to milk it for everything we can, right? Oh, yeah. Which, I wanted, which sucks, I wanted, honestly. I wanted to go and, back to what Gwen said about, like... um overdressing because um mm-hmm. like like as we agreed on like streetwear right now is kind of like a social status at this point where depending on the brands you wear you have to like it it represents the amount of money you have apparently so mm-hmm. um do you think it's do you think um streetwear Depending on, like, regardless of the brand that you wear, would you rather have someone look subtle instead of, like, all these blaring um, brands in your face? Like, if you were to dress. I mean, I'm a little biased. So I do a little bit of that where I am subtle in the things that I want to accessorize in. So... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be wearing a loud Adidas tracksuit that is purple and then wear a wear a pair of orange ones. That's ridiculous, Ooh, that's you know. Too much. Like, yo, but I feel like if you just tone it down a little bit, they'll focus more on whatever you want to accent more so. Right. And right. then go about that. It's as simple as that, but that's just that's just my opinion though. Yeah, I mean, think of it like a painting. You can have a painting with so many different colors, right. but it looks like shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have a painting that's just black and white, but it's like a masterpiece. So I think it goes into that context where like you can mix and match colors, brands. Uh, for personally, the only reason why I like using branded stuff is because it doesn't because funny thing is, back when I was a kid, I bought fake shoes. Um, <laughs> it gave me it gave me a really bad foot problem that I had to have surgery for it. Mm-hmm. Back in the Philippines, so that's why I'm trying to stick to original, all that stuff. So I mean, doesn't matter. Looks good. Wear it. It doesn't look obviously because, like, I mean, people want to wear what they want to wear. If they want to look loud, then they want to look loud. But right. in my opinion, I want to be comfortable with the colors I have. I mean, if I had a... I, the only thing I have is a neon green beanie, which is cute. <laughs> uh-huh. But if I have like a neon green everything, I look like a freaking traffic cone. Then right. no. I'd, I'd rather just stop like becoming traffic. Really Eilish too, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to fit it to every person. Because if you're a celebrity, that's something different. You have to be loud because you're marketing yourself. You have to match what you wear too, I feel, which I think is very important. Here's an interesting question I have for you guys. So we could all agree on the fact that the current state of streetwear right now is 
how many brands you have under your belt. Yeah? More or yeah. less, yeah. yeah. More or less, yeah. So um, I, this is my question, though. Like, so streetwear has a, like, a certain look, right? Has a certain aesthetic. Would you still consider someone who dress and looks the same way as this streetwear kids look, but they don't have any like you know well-known streetwear brands say you know like tip like your normal shirt that you look you see at ross it looks it looks streetwear but it doesn't hey. have the brand of streetwear same with everything hey, i worked at ross they got good shit so that's my question is that considered streetwear where you don't have the brand but you definitely have the look you know i think if you pull it off like whether it's a shirt from Ross or a shirt from Macy's or a shirt mm -hmm. from Gucci. I feel like if you're able to coordinate something well all together, that's streetwear. It doesn't necessarily matter if you got deep pockets for a thousand dollar pair of shoes or mm -hmm. a yeah. $70 white pair of t like a white t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you just embody that look, then you're set. I feel like right. that's the whole thing about streetwear too is like before you wore what you got and you made it work and that's that was basically streetwear before too. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like it's like um I ask my friends and like I ask my friends about like what they think the history is behind streetwear and one of my good friends said that um streetwear is basically like Back in the seventies and eighties, it's like uh, it's like a, it's like uh, like a counterculture to people oppressing like the black community. Like streetwear started from there. That's mm. like the spirit, and then mm. and then it evolved. It like pretty much streetwear before is like you know sportswear, where which is which are like hand me downs, hand me down clothes and shit. And they dressed really good on that one, and then people just started embracing it. So I like hearing that. That made me realize that streetwear is also like a way to express oneself. It's like a like another way of self self expression. Absolutely, which is really good. Which is really good. And um, I hope that you know, like people now who are really into the culture, still you know embodies this like spirit of self-expression fuck the police mentality you know but yeah but since like a mainstream is like really diluting the, the whole idea of streetwear it's like a battle of the brands now you know yeah and it's definitely it's a battle of, of the brands it 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 kind of like diminishes like the really you know empowering spirit of what started the movement that's yeah. what i think so Moving on, since we're talking about brands, of course, not everybody who wants to get into the culture have the money to, you know, spend to get all these brands. And just like what Gwen yeah. said, reseller culture is part of streetwear culture. And it's not like it's a, I'd say from an outsider's perspective, it's like a detrimental part of like the culture because it makes. It makes, you know... It, it makes things harder to get. Basically. Yeah, it, it makes it difficult for people to access stuff. Yeah. When they, even though they really wanted to get in. Yep. 
think even so, though uh, you're mm-hmm. you're selling something for like ten bucks, then a reseller gets it. It's like fifty. The person that yeah. can only afford it for ten bucks is going to the person who yeah. afforded it for fifty, and it's mm-hmm. it's hard. I mean, you want to look good, but then. The, you have to pay for it, which doesn't even make sense. Mujers just want to freaking make life worse for everyone else. Right, right. Yeah, on on that note, too, I remember, like, my dad in the, in the 90s, he was a big sneakerhead, surprisingly. And so he would actually line up in stores at, like, Foot Locker or other, like, homegrown joints and shit. And, like, he was talking about how people would get shot for shoes because they wanted to wear and like they wouldn't care if like it looked like the it fit them or not but people would get shot before just to Mm. resell them in the 90s and that's kind of like reminiscent to what is going with now not to that extent of course but Mm -hmm. people are lining up for shoes whether it's a digital interface or in person right and the the desperateness of it is can't possibly escalate to that too. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, little fun fact too. <sighs> I mean, people crazy. can people can really get desperate for everything as long as that urge to want it is there yeah. and it's extreme. People will actually kill for it. So right. So um, it's difficult for like you know like people who are like you said desperation can like make people do a lot of things and yeah. i'd say this desperation gave birth to like the replica culture of streetwear cuz mm-hmm. i'd, I'd say it's like one of the more tame one of the more tame um aftermaths of like the resale culture cuz like not everyone can have the money not everyone have the time yeah. not everyone have like the means to like cop whatever is the hot topic right now so of course hot topic people in um people who manufacture this like um these products thought hey let's let's just make you know let's just make a, an authorized authentic after all we're the ones who assembled these shoes these pants this everything so from then on that's 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 what I think is the history of like you know knock knockoffs, knockoffs yeah. and the streetwear culture. Because like, I mean, I mean, if you put it that way, it actually makes sense. Because all the way back then, I I live near Green Hills, which mm-hmm. is knockoff central, basically. Oh, I grew yeah. up in that area. My school, my high school, is there, and everything. So mm-hmm. we go there. We see everything. You get a Gucci belt for like less than fifty bucks. Which is amazing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it is a knockoff. There's class A, class B, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you put it that way, that they just want to counter that idea that it's becoming the streetwear, that whole culture is becoming less accessible to the people that actually just tried to fl- make it flourish. Right. Yeah, like things so that are to... things that are unattainable just all yeah. of a sudden... Like you can own within less than fifty dollars to a hundred dollars. Yeah. Because there's a lot of knockoff resellers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to think that you know, like say Yeezys, sure they're designed by Kanye, designed here in the United States. But do you really think they are assembled, made here in the United States? No. no. Of course they're made like somewhere in China, somewhere in India. 
So these factories who assembles those shoes have the idea on how to like build the shoes. Yeah, so basically. they got this idea. If we sell pretty much the same shoe, but not not acknowledged by like, you know, Nike or Adidas, it's still the same thing. Because we're yeah. the one assembled those quote unquote authentic ones. So in a sense, what we're reselling are authentic too. Yeah. You agree on that one? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the whole idea is that the company slaps the, slaps their basically their whole identity to it. That's right. like, oh, this is made by Nike, this is made by Adidas, right. this is made by right. Gucci, this is made by Michael Kors, all that shit. Right. But then the people that are actually making it are the ones that actually really made it, right? Right. Exactly. And the company is just slapping their logo on it. It's like, oh, we did it, but we're right. just paying right. other people to do it for us. Right. But our name is better than yours. But we so. handmade it ourselves. Yes. You know. So just, just back taking... to what are your thoughts regarding the legit versus rip knockoff debate that's going on in the streetwear culture right now? Personally, if it looks mm-hmm. good, it looks good. Period. Right. I leave it at that. If it looks good, it looks good. You can you can have Gucci from top to, to bottom, bottom. <laughs> exactly right. But you look like you look like a freaking walking, walking mm-hmm. leather jacket. I don't know, walking coward, walking walking gr- letter G. Yeah, letter <laughs> leather G or something. I don't know. You look stupid, basically. <laughs> but if maybe one of those pieces you have a Gucci, then knock off everything. You still look good either way. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's different coming from the Philippines because we're very good with like brands and everything. We're very name recall and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But either way, you look good. You look good. Period. Mm-hmm. And and as long as you're comfortable with what you wear, then who the hell are other people to say about it, right? Exactly. Welcome. How about you, Gwen? What is like your thoughts on that one? You seem like a huge sneakerhead, so I mean. I want- I want to hear your thoughts on this one. I feel, I would feel a little embarrassed, but that's just my opinion because I do have like a lot of friends that do own these things and like the legit ones. Yeah, like the legit ones. And I feel like Mm -hmm. if I got something fake and they're like, (laughs) they don't look real, like I can't really pull it off saying, like, oh, I thought these were real. And they're just going to ask more questions like, how much did you pay for this? Did you know? Where is it coming from? But you can't really play it off because either way, I think I'd be embarrassed if someone were to say, this ain't legit, man. I'm like, shit. So you're more off pro-legit. You're on the legit side. I'm on the legit side. Mm -hmm. So how about you, Johnny B. Good? Legit side or team team peke? Um, in my case, because uh, non uh, knockoff stuff gave me a need to get surgery. No, uh-huh. I'm more on so, legit. Yeah. But I mean, if team it looks legit. good, like yeah, team legit. But if it looks good, it looks good either way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, I yes, people will always down. Uh, I mean. 
even even my parents, my family sometimes, they were like, is that real? I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's not, I'm sorry. <laughs> it came from so you, it, but it's not real. Right, right. So, so I'd say, I'd assume that your stance on the current topic is highly influenced by like the people surrounding you. Like, yeah, exactly. The people yeah. you're raised with, the people who right. you're... I mean, if everybody drinks water, you're going to drink water too. If everybody drinks beer, chances True. are you drink beer mm. too. Makes sense. Makes sense. If all three of us make a podcast, all chances are we're going to make a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make a podcast. If all of us are drinking wine, we're going to drink wine. Hey. <laughs> I have a different stance though because um, I honestly, because I try to get into like the culture, the streetwear culture, right? I know those hype beasts listening right now are going to like crucify me on this I'm one beast. But wh- whatever so um i really like the aesthetic of streetwear because i think it's like really it looks really cool and at the same time really comf- comforting you know it's not not too tight it's not too baggy it's like it look it makes you look cool it makes you look like you know something yeah. from it's out of an anime movie. or whatever that when you said baggy, I thought about like the old, because I remember oh, the big, the big baggy, <laughs> the big baggy. I remember the all the rage back then. I don't know why. I don't think anybody else was wearing it or anything. But I, right. I, I, I would kill for cargo pants. <laughs> no, but like or, I got or, one pair. I don't know why. I only got one pair when I was in like I think I was grade school. I don't own. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I would kill for it. It was the most amazing thing in the world. But it then when cool. we grew up, I'm like, I don't want cargo pants anymore. You're just like, weird flex, okay. Yeah, weird flex. <laughs> but yeah, what I was saying, um, so I was I was into the, I had the face where I really wanted to look streetwear. But then, um, obviously, every, like every time I look up shoes, like rare shoes, and um, I like, my first encounter on like a mind blowing price of a shoe is um the I don't know if you heard of this Gwen but it's uh it's like a Golf Wang X Vance collab. Oh, I was I want those. Those are my grails. <laughs> Do you have them? No, I don't. But I I I really want a pair too. Yeah. But I saw this one because this Korean rapper that I used to follow was rocking them. It's like it has this like really neon pink sole and it's like um a suede green top it looks really good pretty yeah much. yeah and i was like i just moved here in the united states so i thought everything's accessible you know so i looked it up blah 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 blah, and i saw the price like for a really used one it it's like it's like selling on ebay at like 350 i was like whoa hold on like, mm-hmm. is it this, oh my god this is, this is not slightly used take note this is like heavily used like destroyed <laughs> not really but oh. you, you can see, you can see the creases you know ah. and you, you can see like you know the the, the sole of the gums are like already battered but you know 350 for a used shoe like mm-hmm. is this really worth it so i didn't go for it and then and then yeezy became like yeezy v2s became like the thing the biggest thing I wanted one of those. I wanted the breads one because they look cool. So I was like looking them up again. I'm like, 
the prices of like a legit one is ranging from 500 to 900. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Wow. So I was looking. That's, was, that's rent right there. Right? 500 to 900. Like, what the fuck? Who's going to pay for that shit? Yeah. Anyway, so I was looking up. I was like researching and then I stumbled upon this like um, Chinese site that they're like claiming to be like like they're the factory of like diseases v2s so i looked up the factory on the internet and apparently they really have good rep they the people buying from them really does the job and they look really good and like on foot you can never tell the difference you can apparently to those buyers who bought shoes from that factory they said that the only way for you to detect like a knockoff sign is like when you look the shoe, when you're holding the shoe, pretty much expect like inspecting the shoe thoroughly. And this gave me an idea like who the fuck would walk up to you, go down while you're wearing those shoes and inspect it? Just grab right? your freaking oh, foot man. and pull out the shoe. Basically. I, 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 like, I, I, this is, I, a, this I, is legit. Situations like that though. Like, seriously? Yeah, like, I'm like best friends with like this this guy barista, and I was wearing like these pair of shoes, and he's like, "Hey, do you mind if I take a look at them?" I'm like, "Uh, okay." What? Yeah, yeah. Some some sneakerheads they'll really yeah. observe and they'll look at the detailing. God this damn. guy even smelled my shoe. Even <laughs> yeah, what if you accidentally stepped in shit? Right? No, no, no. It doesn't no. smell right. It's their passion, man. You can't. That's not gonna. It's like them. they can smell behind the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like like my initial thought was that one. Like who would do that? But then here we go. They do. But anyway. But anyway. I have like so I tried buying these shoes online and they look pretty good. I'll send you a picture, Gwen. I, but, I think I've seen them. I oh, think the bread? I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. look legit, not lie. I I even asked the internet, like I QC'd them on the internet, and they said the only thing that threw them off was like the pull tab behind the shoe. And I'm like, oh. it's behind the shoe. So why you would you keep on walking it? forward, man? <laughs> So, you know, since then I've been, you know, buying stuff from that site and so far they've they've had really good stuff, you know, and even though they look bad, because I have like the the wave runners, they don't look the best. But mm. I mean, like you said, Gwen, like as long as you know how to carry yourself, as long as you know, you can like mix and match things that's gonna make you look good, mm-hmm. that works. Absolutely. Work. That's what I'm just like banking on because I I have a confident I have confidence on how I put up my clothes together. So yeah. I guess that works out for me. So my opinion, the knockoff versus legit ones, like i if there are good knockoffs, I'll go for that instead. Instead of paying a thousand bucks for like a shoe that's yeah, if, like if it looks exactly the same, then fucking yeah. why not, right? Mm. But that's, that's that's just me. Like we all have our own thoughts. I just wanted to blurt it out there, you know. But it's 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 surprising though to hear someone someone actually goes up to you and like ask if they can see your shoe. 
that is really yeah. surprising. Like that's like <laughs> that's, that's like that's American. Level kid, honestly, no, those are yeah. those are American No, I'd be so uncomfortable in that situation. It's like, why are you spinning <laughs> my damn shoe? <laughs> but, it's yeah. the new Nikes, uh, you know. It's the it's the new Nikes. <laughs> moving on, yeah. moving on. So since we're speaking of, we're on the like topic of like people overdressing, people overacting in terms of like the clothes they wear and shit. We can better to overdress than underdress. Sorry, continue. No, but (laughs) but this is the thing though with overdressing, you get this subculture of people who think they look fly as fuck, or they look stupid as shit. Yeah, and. Apparently, they have a name here in the United States because back home, we're talking about Jejemon, obviously. Jejemon. In in my generation, it's hype beasts. Oh yeah, Gwen, you that's, like, that's where we, it came in. Can you give Gwen a walkthrough on what Jejemon and what hype beasts are? So Jejemon, the number okay. one thing that they always wear, is a rainbow cap. What? No cap. Like, oh, oh <laughs> no my god. god, you should see it. Just search Jejemon on the internet. It's oh. usually a black cap mm-hmm. with a white front. Then if you look at the back, it's black and there's like rainbow stripes on it. And like really thin rainbow stripes. Because mm-hmm. if it was just like regular rainbow stripes, you look like you'd be supporting oh, like But I... then if it's like a, just a thin rainbow rainbow shit it's just it's it's horrible i i am looking at those right now they look interesting and how old was this or like when my generation that's uh, my generation that's uh late 2000s yeah yeah late 2000s but why are they called jejimon though it's because of the way they text i remember (laughs) back in my day um (laughs) gab milendres um you my homie this guy, he was he was my high school friend. He taught me like when the whole Jejimon thing was going on. He mm-hmm. was he did some research. He found this thing in on Facebook called Leet Speak. So basically, if you're going to text, so I'll say that I am at a bar, right? So what's gonna happen is you're gonna mess up the whole thing. That it's gonna be like hieroglyphics level shit, basically <laughs> oh, through text. So if I was going to type it, if you look at chat, let's let's just I'll sample it. <laughs> Let me type something. Oh. Uh, wait one second. But I mean, like things like that can come back in style, though, because, like for example. Look at the chat, Gwen. That's oh, how Jed That is type. how it is. And they added the at the end. That? Practice. One and, and instead of this, because I use I use this. You <laughs> <laughs> at the end of a sentence. They do this. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, Jejamon. And of course, Pokemon. Everybody loves Pokemon in the Philippines. So, so yeah. They became like <laughs> Yeah, that, that they, they they became like a laughing stock of the internet back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. That's when social like, media was booming too. Right. Yeah, and the thing that made them like notorious is the fact that they don't give a shit. Like, if people think they're stupid, they don't give a shit. They just like live their life. And so, which is, I'm not gonna lie, is a great trait in the human being. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 
but wait, wait, we you, are you told, me, you, told me, you told me this quote last night. Like, um, the only the only thing that's stopping a stupid person is shame. Is that what yeah. you told me? Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. the only thing stopping mm. a human being from being completely stupid is shame. But then <laughs> so some people that. don't have that idea. <laughs> so yeah, um, they have that, and obviously connecting to the streetwear culture, they have the certain look that they think wearing a cap with rainbow stripes is cool. The way they text is cool. And they pretty much like overdress. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. they think they think that wearing wearing a um t shirt over a um polo shirt with white hey. pants and pointy leather oh, shoes yeah. are cool. Yeah, the white pants was an overkill for me. Yeah. And then they evolved to like they evolved to a different kind where, you know, they buy knockoff streetwear brands and claim the term hype beast, which a lot of Filipino hype beasts who are like really into the culture are like despising them because of the fact that instead of the spotlight going to like the legit hype beast, these quote unquote hype beasts are getting the recognition so hmm. that's like that's like the culture of streetwear back in the philippines if you call someone a hype beast there unlike here where it's you're gonna insult. think yeah it's an insult it's like an insult like it's not like you know yo we're on the same page my dude we're hype beast now if you call someone a hype beast there you're gonna feel insulted because yeah. hype beasts have a different idea there in the philippines that's so interesting it's, it's oh. level two jejemon basically <laughs> They evolved. So I, don't, yeah. I don't know the final form yet. So it's oh, gonna be exciting, though. We're here to see. We're here to gotta see. Bring that, yeah. Gotta bring that rainbow cap and shutter shades back. Oh yeah, the shutter shades too. They they oh, wear that. Y'all have that there too. Damn. Yep. <laughs> hey, Kanye West, stronger. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why. But <laughs> but my question. I, I'm is glad Gwen, I never got it though. My question is, Gwen. Um, do you have uh, like the same thing here in the U.S. growing up, like this um, Jejemon U.S. version. Oh, yeah. we have so many imported Jejemon. Imported. <laughs> um, we do, and mm -hmm. directly towards Filipino Americans, there was this big phase, probably in the uh -huh. early 2010s, called Swagapinos. You oh see. wow! Okay. So, and so like I love yeah, the name the, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so yep. hilarious. It's right there. Back at it. So and how so would you like, describe? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, if like you were a dude and like back in the day, you mm -hmm. would be very color coordinated. So you would wear a red like baseball cap from obey okay. and then an uh -huh. obey t-shirt that is red and then you'd wear really loud jeans that were like acid washed or something or they'd be true yeah. religions and then uh -huh. you'd wear your jordans and it'd be red so uh. that would be the look if you're like a dude <laughs> and oh yeah don't forget the hello kitty glasses Where'd the Hello Kitty glasses come from? Yeah, and like, or like the 
the ones that you'd go to a 3D theater, you'd uh-huh. pop out the lenses and you'd wear the glasses, and it makes it look oh, like shit. you would get technically. I am offended for someone that wears glasses. Yeah. <laughs> they, do, they do that. That was the thing back in the day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and like, if you were a girl, it would kind of be like the same thing, but. Um, the girls would have like long hair. Maybe they'd have a colored style going on. So maybe they're blonde as well. Have mm-hmm. it curled. They wear mm-hmm. the whatever cap they got, mm-hmm. glasses. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think of like emo, but like streetwear in that I era. Or yeah. like, so like, yeah, the girls would probably like wear like short shorts with like, long socks and Mm -hmm. jordans which sound ridiculous that was the phase phase back then and that was popular at that time do you know anyone personally who'd gone through that phase lots (laughs) are you still friends with them um yes (laughs) oh you are yeah we we all regret that phase (laughs) Whenever you guys look back on that one, what what are they saying? Are they laughing at themselves, or they still reminisce on like their Swagapino days? Um, they just do like a throwback post, <laughs> like embarrassing themselves, but they uh, laugh about it because they polished good. from that growth. So right. I, as long as there's growth there, you're mm-hmm. good. Here is the hot question, Gwen: Were you a Swagapino? Mm. Were you? A I was not. Luckily, I was not because you, you saved yourself. No cap, no cap. Are you being I serious? I ain't capping because at that time I was at a private school and we all wore uniforms, oh, so we I did see. not yeah. partake oh, okay, okay. in the Pino culture. <laughs> partake in the forbidden fruit. Did you? Yes. Did you find it? Heisting though, did you did you have thoughts? Hmm, I should try this fit. Yeah, I, mean, or I thought parts of it were cute. Like I really like how they curled the hair back then, and some girls would have like these like cheekbone or like cheek dimple. T- um, what is it? Piercings. I thought right. that was cute at the time. Oh, that's true. That's true. But yeah. like, I absolutely though my that phase came and went. And that is not my taste no more. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. That's, that's cool, that's cool. Because my subculture back when I was growing up was obviously emo. I grew my hair out. I was wearing the tightest jeans. I was wearing the tightest shirt. But how about you, John? What was like your subculture back when you were growing up? My subculture was hand-me-downs. <laughs> like, that- uh, I, did I mention it already? Um <laughs> 80% of the time, what I'd wear to any party, any gathering with my family, with friends, I'd have a shirt, a collared shirt, maybe some not-so-tight jeans, and a belt on, and I have it tucked in, and leather shoes. So, so I'd look much, like a dad. Pretty much the rich kid fit back in the day. More or less. Yeah. I mean, I tried... Too- I tried to make it look better because I did. I wanted to look young because people used to always tell me back then, "Oh, with what you're wearing, you look so old." I'm like, "Thanks so much." Damn. 
But yeah, I tried to make it look a little bit more fancy. Mm-hmm. So with watch and everything and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. try to make it look somewhat streetwear-ish. Mm-hmm. But when I moved here, I realized that the reason why I like streetwear, it's so comfortable. Yes. So I stick to that now. I'm just like, God, oh, just let me slap on a jacket, my jeans, the sneakers. I'm, I'm good. Let's get McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, since we've already pretty much covered the entirety of the episode, let's just give a quick look on what do you think would be like the future of street streetwear? Would it still be about the brands? Will it evolve from that? Will it go past that? What are you guys? What do you guys think about the future of streetwear? I mean, I would say like TikTok and other apps like Instagram Mm -hmm. currently play a big role in fashion. And I know a lot of people are very upset about how Instagram has its own shopping button, but I would not be surprised if Mm -hmm. any Gen Z or younger would buy things from from apps like Instagram because a lot of the time people within that era are so, what is it? They're so influenced by influencers and in just a click of a button or a simple tag, um, a lot of these teenagers would go directly to that site and just buy from there. Um, A lot of the times I see a lot of repeated fashion from a particular era. So like Mm -hmm. right now, it's kind of like an odd mix of 90s and early thousands. I would not be surprised if there is an emo 2.0 in the future because that is to be expected. Um, But there's so many things going on, so many subgenres. I know cottagecore aesthetic is a thing, which is something completely (laughs) different, but it can go in very divergent ways which i think is so cool and in that sense cool cool johnny be good thoughts in the whole idea of streetwear and everything going forward like going forward yeah what do you see well i see that streetwear is just gonna stay as streetwear as the idea of it is comfortability Mm mm-hmm so I think whatever, because that can change. The idea of comfortable can change. Right. And like thinking of it this way, fashion is always going to be subjective. It'll, right. it'll look different in my eyes. I mean, maybe someone would prefer a green jacket. Someone would prefer a black jacket. Someone would prefer a brown one. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea of streetwear is just going to conform to the comfortability of like people just idealizing that whole idea of streetwear Mm -hmm. do you think do you guys think like streetwear eventually will become like you know considered as something that you can wear in like um professional functions because like like our generation is slowly taking over now you know sooner or later people our age would be like leaders of like big companies leaders of the country do you think you know, streetwear would attain that level of, you know, professionalism when it comes to, like, functions? Or it still just remains something casual, but, you know, still look up upon? I would say you kind of see that a little bit in the workplace, especially here in San Francisco where you have right. 
a lot of startup companies and the startup culture where you're a person that has many hats and you just want to be comfortable in the office. Right. But of course, there is a business aspect to it. So there's kind of like this quote unquote elevated version of that where you look Mm -hmm. together, but you're also very comfortable. And if you also want to show off a little bit of flair, that (laughs) option is always there. So I think the more you, the more we get older and the more we see businesses advancing or adapting, I think we're going to be see more um, clothing norms adjusted based on that. Sweet, sweet. Yep. Personally, I think it's gonna business is business, casual is casual. It's always, so it's, it's always, yeah, it's always gonna stay like that. Cause mm-hmm. no matter the generation. Yeah, no matter the generation. Cause there will always be some people that will prefer. Right. In a professional Again, like you setting. Said, it's subjective. Yeah, subjective, subject, subjectivism, basically. Right. People will always prefer in a business setting, it's gonna be professional professional mm-hmm. attire business attire but there will also be people that with the complete opposite idea mm-hmm. there will always be a balance somehow people will still continue it it will shift to being the norm to being not the norm so yeah right. i think I, I think that whole streetwear versus business casual thing will just stay steady and the same sweet yeah that's a, that's that's really those are really good insights and that's it for our episode, you guys. Um, thank you so much for hanging out. This has been a really fun episode to talk about because, as you all can see, we love fashion. We love, you know, clothing ourselves. Who doesn't want to? We love not being naked. We are swagapinos. <laughs> or swagapinos we are swagapinos at heart. It's in our DNA. We are jejumons at heart. It's, so now, it's built so now. Um, Obviously, we shouldn't miss our favorite portion of the show, which is the slang of the week. So now we're going to start with the American slang. Hit it, Gwen. What is our American slang of the week? So this term kind of started accidentally. So back then, Mm -hmm. Virgil Abloh was accused of only donating $50 to a BLM movement. and Mm -hmm. so. That did not fly well across the internet. And basically, this new term kind of exploded where you would go Virgil on something because mm-hmm. he only donated $50 to a cause while he sells socks for $300 even on his right. personal website. And so, like an example in a sentence would be like, I don't feel like submitting my homework or if or if I do, I'm going Virgil, which means mm-hmm. I'm going halfway or I'm I'm half asking my I'm going fifty percent. I'm going fifty percent or I'm only putting in fifty of mm, hundred of what I got, you know. So basically going Virgil is like half assing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And mm, it's no, sad. It's really sad that how it came up, but the internet has its ways of just making things ironic and funny in right. the world. Yeah. Let, let's try using it in a Filipino sentence. Let me try yeah. it. Go, go um, ahead, Fred. Um, okay. Um, Fred, um, may, may inaayos ka ba dyan na ano? May inaayos ka ba dyan podcast episode natin? 
Wala eh. Ano ba? Wala ba? Putragis naman. Oh. Sige na nga. Gagawin ko na to. Kaso, I'm going Virgil, ha? <laughs> I'm going Virgil. We gotta make it a thing back in the Philippines. Yeah, we're going Virgil. So that's how we use going Virgil. You're gonna do something, but you're half-assing it. Yeah. All right. Now, going Virgil is our American, American slang. slang. What is our Filipino slang? Oh, Hit still, it, John. What is our Filipino slang? Um, arat. Arat. Oh my yes. gosh, I haven't. What I've is heard arat? that so many times. Okay, uh, context to this, I to this word arat. So um, a r a t. Yay! So yeah, the whole idea of arat is basically the amalgam. Is that what they call it? Is that a word? I don't know. Uh, whatever. It's something. It, basically, it's the letters are jumbled up. Uh, it means tara, which means to go. So it's like a very informal term of saying that. Oh, come on, let's go. Mm. So what Filipinos did? Well, I think it's our generation that did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They flip words. So from tara, it became arat. So yeah. Right. So, so Gwen, since you're like the American, speaker, you're you're the American speaker here. Oh Use no. it in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, you gotta use it in a sentence to go. With to go. It's like let's go, basically. So just throw in arat when you're you're gonna say let's go. Damn, I gotta arat out of here because my bus is <laughs> <laughs> That is hella good. That's hella yeah, good. That works. That works well. Perfect. That works well. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, arat means basically let's go. Yes. So let's I yeah. that with my American ass accent, but the it no. it's Gwen still works. Gwen did it perfectly. Let's clap for Gwen. Yay! <laughs> we need we need a soundboard every episode. I say it. <laughs> anyway so yeah guys um again thank you so much for giving us a listen thanks for sticking around and i hope you enjoyed this little little introspective on uh, streetwear culture and everything that came with it not everything but the baseline of it yeah so um these again plug in your socials you guys so we could like out of here (laughs) out of here Go, John. What are your uh, socials? All right. So um, follow me on uh, John Nepomuceno on Instagram. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I have a, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a content creating site. So I'm on Instagram as Sword Saint Mode. I post a lot of For Honor videos. I'm thinking of making other stuff. We shall see. Also on Twitch, I stream. We are actually going to stream later. Uh, some World War Z gameplay, me and Fred. So that's going to be fun. Check it out. A lot of swarming zombies and a lot of stupidity. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, Sword Saint Mode. Sword Saint Mode on Instagram. Sword Saint Mode on Twitch TV. Streaming and all that stuff. So yeah. Go ahead, Gwen. Yeah, so my social is, or at least my Instagram, 
is Gwinnett underscore Aller, and you spell that like G-W-Y-N-E-T-T-E underscore then O-L-L-E-R. Yep, that's my Instagram, so follow me there if you like. Sweet, and lastly, um, don't forget Adobe Culture on Instagram, also on Facebook, find us, like us, share us, Instagram, Facebook, Adobe Culture. And my personal Instagram is youngfreddy, E-U-N-G-F-R-E-D-D-Y. I'll see you guys there. And yeah, that should be it. This is our sixth episode. So we're four episodes down this season. Hope you guys stick around. And again, these are your homies, your swagapinos. Freddy, Freddy, Johnny, and Gwen. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out. We're out of here. Peace.